Lieutenant Price led the Redcoats of Sharp's company up the steep slope. Half of the company wore the red jackets of Britain's line infantry, while the other half, like Sharp himself, had the green jackets of the elite rifle regiments. It had been an accident of war that had stranded Sharp and his riflemen in a Redcoat battalion, but sheer bureaucratic inertia that had held them there. You think we've crossed the lines? Harper asked Sharp. Like as not, Sharp said sourly, still angry at himself. Not that anyone knows where the damn lines are. The French were retreating out of Portugal. Throughout the winter of 1810, the enemy had stayed in front of the lines of Torres Vedras, just half day's march from Lisbon. And there they'd frozen and half starved to death rather than retreat to their supply depots in Spain. Marshal Massena had known that retreat would yield all Portugal to the British, while to attack the lines of Torres Vedras would be pure suicide. And so he had just stayed, starving, slowly through the winter, and staring at the line's enormous earthworks, which had been hacked from a range of hills across the narrow peninsula just north of Lisbon. In March he'd begun to retreat. Now it was April, and the retreat was slowing in the hills of the Spanish frontier, for it was here where the twin citadels of Badajoz and Ciudad Rodrigo made the frontier into a barrier that Marshal Massena had decided to make his stand. Sharp passed the redcoats, and when he was close to the ridge he waved his green jackets down into the grass, then crawled up to the skyline to peer down into the next valley. And, two hundred feet beneath him, saw Frenchmen. The men were all wearing the strange grey uniform, but Sharp now knew that they were the enemy because one of the cavalrymen carried a French guidon, the small, swallow-tailed banner carried on a lance as a rally mark in battle. The standard-bearer was sitting on his horse in the centre of an abandoned settlement while his companions searched the half-dozen stone and thatch houses with the horsemen. With the horsemen, Sharp counted eighteen French infantrymen, also wearing drab grey. Their foraging. When Wellington had retreated to Torres Vedras, He'd left behind him a devastated countryside, with empty barns and poisoned wells. The French had endured five months of famine, partly by ransacking every hamlet and village for hidden food. No one is hiding food in these hills, Harper said scornfully. And then a woman screamed. Both Sharp and Harper assumed the sound came from an animal. But as the terrible noise echoed back from the hillside, so the full horror registered on both men and the woman screamed again. Fetch Lieutenant Price, Sharp ordered Harper. He turned round. Dan, Thompson, Cooper, Harris, up here. The four were his best marksmen. I'm taking the rest of the rifles down there. You stay here and pick off any bastard who looks troublesome. Bastards are going already, Daniel Hagman said. Hagman was the oldest man in the company and the finest marksman. Sharp turned back. The French were leaving or rather most of them were, for judging from the way that the men at the rear of the infantry column kept shouting towards the houses, they'd left some of their comrades where the woman had screamed. They're getting careless, Thompson said. Sharp nodded. Leaving men in the settlement was a terrible risk. Spain and Portugal were riddled with guerrilleros, the partisans who fought the guerrilla, the little war, and that war was bitter and cruel. Sharp wondered why these grey-uniformed soldiers thought it safe to leave men to finish their crime. He twisted to look at Lieutenant Price. Wait here, Harry. 
Two blasts of the whistle mean I want you to open fire, and three mean I want you down at the village. He raised his voice so the rest of the riflemen could hear. We go down fast, Sharp said. Are you all loaded? Then come on, now! The riflemen scrambled over the crest and tumbled headlong down the steep hill behind. Sharp kept glancing to his left where the small French column retreated beside the stream, but it was not until he was just yards away from the nearest house that a Frenchman turned and shouted in alarm. Hagman fired at the same instant, and then the other rifleman on the hilltop opened fire. A French soldier suddenly appeared from one of the small houses, wearing nothing below the waist. Sharp shouldered him aside and burst into the hovel. He saw a naked girl scrambling over the earth floor into a corner. There was blood on her legs. A second Frenchman, with cavalry overalls round his ankles, tried to reach his scabbard sword, but Sharp kicked him in the balls. The man screamed and toppled.